Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Arrow on iHeartRadio. New York Giants offensive lineman Jeff Schwartz is a force to be reckoned with on the field and in the kitchen. Though he enjoys exploring New York City's limitless food options, more often than not, he finds himself whipping something up on his own, cooking for his wife and his son. And that imagination of his keeps him moving forward. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Jeff Schwartz. Man, you're keeping busy these days, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm all over the place. (laughs) You like that, though, don't you? What? You like that, though, don't you? Yeah, I can't sit around the house. Well, you know, it's like, that's what I love about about NFL players is that always active, always doing something in the community or doing something with broadcasting. Yeah, we, we a lot of us just can't sit still. <laughs> have, you always, we play. have you always been that way? Yes, I've, always, I've never, I've always um, not been able to just sit and relax. I've I've seen the the reel on what you what you do on television with your with your you know the commentating and stuff, dude. You've yeah. got a future in broadcasting. Thank you. What what is it that you're doing as that as you grow grow in that direction? Is it are are you are you preparing for it and just making sure that when you're when you're playing the actual game itself, you're you're playing it out as well. Um, well, the broadcasting stuff, you just have to practice. So you just anytime you get a chance to to practice. Um, you just take it. That's what I've done. Where, whereabouts in the career did you decide that, you know, I want to be that guy that's going to be on the screen so I can help educate the NFL of viewer? I don't know when I decided to actually go for it. Um, probably in 2013. So mm-hmm. I've always thought I would do it, and then I kind of started. I went for it then, and then I really got into it when I got to New York, because that's the best, I mean, that's the best market to do it in. To be that giant, I mean, this nation loves the Giants. What is that like for you when you when you get to play on that team, as well as do the things that you're doing with broadcasting? Well, the Giants are just uh, an exceptional organization. I mean, everything they do from top to bottom is first class. And uh, when you win in New York, which unfortunately we haven't done the last two years, uh, you know, it opened up a lot of doors. It's a huge media market, and there's a lot of guys that have started in New York. Uh, whether for the Giants or for the Jets, they're now doing uh, the broadcasting, and um, it's just and like you said, it's just a lot of reps and practice. I have a weekly TV show that I do like, in uh, New York, and it really helps. Don't, it's almost like the New York Giants train champions not only on on the on the field, but they also train champions in everyday life. Well, yeah, and that's a lot it has to do with you know Coach Coughlin is unfortunately you know not a coach anymore, but 
that that just starts from him. I mean, he's an exceptional, exceptional human, and and he makes sure that we do things the right way. And, and that's an organizational thing as well. I mean, they want guys that are going to be good husbands, good fathers, going to be you know active in the community. And uh, it's one thing I love about being a giant. What is it? What is it like for you though when you're in that studio in front of that camera, and all of a sudden they turn to you, and now you've got to talk about a football team that you've competed against, but you have to be able to, you know, make sure that you're there for the fan of that team as well. Yeah, it gets, it gets tough when you have to talk about your own team. I'm not. I'm, I don't really. Other teams I can talk about all day. I mean, I, I can talk about the Eagles or the Cowboys about without offending them, I guess, or just, I just tell it like it is. But it's when you talk about your own team, you know, you have to be a little careful. You can't just, um, you know, there's obviously things that you keep to yourself and things that you can, you're allowed to say. And that's where you run into the issues is being able to convey uh, what you want to say and also not offend anybody. Yeah, because, I mean, you, with with all the plays and stuff like that, and, and if, if somebody on the on the screen asked me a question, it'd be, I, it, to me, I can't keep a secret. I mean, but you, you've got to keep your, you know, your guard up and stuff. Uh, you have to, uh, because obviously my job uh, is my job. I love my job. It pays very well. I, I enjoy football. I enjoy playing. I enjoy all of it. And, and I'm not going to jeopardize that for saying something ridiculous, you know, in a radio interview or, or on TV. And, you know, it's also good practice to make sure that you don't, um, that you're able to, to say, convey messages differently. You know, you don't say the same thing every time. So it makes you think about different ways to, to put stories and to say and to twist things and, and uh, make it sound like you want it to sound. So just another way to practice. Is it just TV that, you're, that you would like to do or would you get into like sports radio? I would do radio. I'm about to go on um, a little bit later with uh, another radio station in Charlotte. So um, I don't mind either way. I have a, I have a much better face for radio. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> hey, did, did you think it was fair the way that Hollywood came at at the NFL this year with concussion? And then now we've got this new book out, Johnny Anonymous with NFL Confidential. It's almost like the NFL has come under fire this year. I didn't even I didn't know about that book. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with you know the the incidents that we had a couple of years ago with domestic violence, and uh, which is you know you know trying to spotlight negatively on the NFL and the, the concussion lawsuit, and you know <laughs> obviously concussions are you know a big deal, and um, you know we know now what the effects of football are on the body, and uh, there's no excuse to not know that. But I really think that we you know, we lost a little bit of our way because there's you know 99% of NFL players are great guys and I think we lose that a little bit when we talk about all the, the negative things that happen to the NFL obviously you know notwithstanding the CT concussion just separate of that you know there's there's plenty of great stories in the NFL plenty, plenty of guys who donate their time and donate their money and uh, really help out in the community and that doesn't really get talked about because it doesn't sell it doesn't sell at all I mean you know, I think that people want to hear all, all the negative things that happen. And you're, you're so right about how, how the NFL players and stuff get actively involved. I mean, even with Eli or even here uh, with, with the Richardson family and stuff like that, they, everybody is so committed committed to the community. Well, yeah, I think that when you're invested in the community, especially like Mr. Richardson is or even guys like Thomas Davis that have been here forever, uh, you know, you get invested in the community and you want to give back because the community has been so good to you. I understand why guys do that. I understand why. Um, it should be uh, it should be done, and I think I think it's it's very it's very uh, great to see that happen. 
Is it is it what you thought the NFL was going to be like when you were growing up? I mean, it was like everybody's got that dream. Has it has it played out the way that you wanted it to? Uh, I mean, I played eight years now. I've had my ups and downs with injuries, which is you know disappointing. It's kind of soured my experience a little bit, but. The thing I've learned is it, it's way more of a business than you can even imagine when you're younger. I mean, you just have no idea. You come into it, you're you're naive about it, um, and it's uh, it's a business. Uh, you know, people are people are here to take your job. And as soon as they can take your job, you know, the team moves on from you, and this is the way it is. And you learn that early on. The first time you get cut, or the first time anything negative happens to you, you learn that it's a business. There's no hard feeling. It's not like staffs, you know, let you go because they don't like you as a person. I mean, I'm sure that happens sometimes, but it's just a business. That's the way it is. I can so relate with you because radio is the same way. I mean, I, I wanted to be that guy that got on the air, had a great time, shared stories with the listeners, and then about three quarters of the way through the career, they go, we're going to do something else with you. You're going to learn the business side of radio. What? And all of yeah. a sudden, you start realizing that people's lives are affected. Oh, yeah. And that's so, you know, everyone, it's funny because I get tweets all the time about, you know, they, people say, hey, we should try to cut you or this and that, or they talk to you about my brother. But it's, it's our livelihood. It's our life. I mean, you don't want anyone to take your job from you. It's like, I don't like to see anyone who gets cut or loses their job. I mean, that's that's our livelihood. And um, you end up having you know, a lot of time you do what your boss tells you because that's the way it works. How do, how do you deal with that kind of a relationship where you live here in Charlotte, but you have to go up to New York? Is that is that like living two different lives? A little bit. Um, I uh, I have a place up in Jersey, so it's not that bad. You have to you know, go to a house. and um, but When I come home, I'm so far away from New Jersey, so I don't really feel like part of... Um, the community, and then I go back, and I just step right in where I left off. It's not a big deal. It's a lot easier to come home to Charlotte because we have family here, and and you know we're building a house here, and this is where we're going to live. So um, I really enjoy coming home uh, back to Charlotte. It's, it's got that it's got that vibe about it. There's just something about the soil here in the Carolinas. I just you just feel like you're welcome. Oh, I love it here. It's. Um, the uh, community is great. The people are nice. The traffic's good. The property taxes are low. It's uh, <laughs> it's very um, it's just easy living out here. And, 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 but you also get the big city. If you want to go into uptown, you know you get the concerts, you get the sports, you get you know the shows. You just don't get it on the New York scale. But you get everything, just um, not with dealing with all the traffic and you know, all the mess. I can go to a Hornets game, the park, you know, in the parking complex right next to that, and then just have the game leave, and there's no. There's no issue getting in and out. It's awesome. So you get to be a real guy and go to a Hornets game then? I do, yeah. I'm not so much a basketball fan. I'm a Lakers fan, and they're not really good. They were here a couple weeks, so I actually didn't even know they were playing. I would have gone. <laughs> um, Hornets games just don't do it for me. Right. I grew up going to Lakers games in the form, and um, a little bit of stable center, but this whole atmosphere is just not really my thing at the Hornets games. Yeah, it's just one of those things that Charlotte went through when it was at the old Coliseum over on Tybola Road. I mean, oh, dude, it was it was a celebration every night. Yeah, I just feel like the atmosphere is they have to try to hype it up to get it going. I don't really like that. See, now, you as a player, you can identify that. Do you ever look out there on the on the football field when you're playing going, what the heck? Yeah, I notice when the when the crowds run into it or, or the team, you know, you go to the away game and there's no one there. I don't think it really affects you, but it, it is... It is more fun to play in front of a, a sold-out crowd at home or even going somewhere and having a hostile crowd, going to Seattle. It's uh, way more, um, it just gets your blood going a little bit. 
What's up with that Seattle team? I think they're a dirty team. Do you think they're a dirty team? How, how, how about dirty? Dirty meaning that man when they, like when they're jumping over the players to block the kicks. I swear that's the first time. It was like, what the heck? They've got Superman on their team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the, I would say the Bengals are dirtier than the Seahawks. Yes, um, I uh, no the Seahawks. They play defense and run the ball. I mean, that's the way football used to be played. And um, you know, this weekend's game was going to be a good battle because both teams do both of those very well. Uh, but, you know, the Panthers are at home, and that'll help them. You, you've been on that Panther field. Can you can you hear the energy from those fans? I remember 2008, that, that playoff game versus the Cardinals obviously didn't throw the way we wanted to, but that place was rocking. You could feel the energy and actually talk to them. Uh, Ryan Cleo yesterday for a little bit. He's a good buddy of mine still, and he was telling me how you know, this year, you know, the previous two or three years through the stadium is really the atmosphere has really changed for the better compared to you know the, the, the bad years in 2009 and 10 and 11. So um, you know, he definitely can notice a difference, and it's more fun to play in that atmosphere. Obviously, I, I had a sports announcer tell me one time, Jerry Valancourt. He said, "You're not going to get a real fan in Charlotte until we start losing games because it's from the pain that you have victory." Yeah, that's possible. I just think that it's now been 20 years. The Panthers have been there, what, 20 years now? Yes, and it. And you have, now you have the kids that became Panther fans when they were little, right? Five, six, seven, eight. They're now the ones at the games. And uh, that makes a big difference. I mean, when, you, the Panthers, when the Panthers first came here, the season ticket holders were all fans of other teams. And they're not dropping that team to root for... The Panthers, just like the, you know, when the Rams go to LA now, it's not like the Niners fans in LA are going to drop the Niners and root for the Rams. <laughs> if their kids don't root for the Rams, well, the kids root for the Panthers, and now obviously, now those kids have now grown up, and they're the ones that are going to the games. What, what? And that's that's where you get the fans, uh, the diehard fans. You know, that's you know, that's where they come from. Do you think LA is going to have the diehard fans returning now that the Rams are going home? Well, Rams fans, I just don't think that, you know, I think when you, you have a team like the Niners show up, they're going to have, the stadium will be full of Niners fans. That's I right. grew up a Niners fan from Los Angeles. Um, you know, I, there's some Rams fans around. I actually think the Raiders would have done better in, in L.A., but that was never happening. Yeah, it's 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 but it's it, the the industry itself is just always growing, and that's what I that's what I love about the NFL. It just it just makes it so fun to watch, and and you get to participate with it because you're not only on the field, but you're you're on your way into becoming part of that studio. Yeah, I, I love the atmosphere on Sundays. Um, it's a one of a kind, and uh, there's no adrenaline rush like it when you run out of the tunnel. There's nothing that can that can. They can top that. Except when you win. I mean, when you win, that's the best feeling ever because you put in all that work all week, and your your job is basically to win or lose. That's what it comes down to. And when you win, it's um, you know it's a pretty incredible feeling. Now, now, when you go into your broadcast meetings, and this is just broadcaster to broadcaster, do they sit down with you and say, "Now, remember, Jeff, that we have women that are watching too. So you're gonna you're gonna ha- not you need to talk." to them as well not not to dumb it down but to talk to them because girls know football as well i mean do, or do they do you have those kind of meetings when it's building up the audience uh not really okay. uh you know they when i go like i was on sports center a couple of weeks ago they sent me what they wanted me you know what the, what the topics were what i was going to say what i was comfortable with and none of that was geared toward you know you just, just speak your mind give your information um you know i don't think that uh people really enjoy 
technical parts of breaking down games and players and stuff. I don't think it matters what what sex you are. Uh, you, you know, if you like football, you like football talk. How has fantasy football played with the NFL? Is it are people doing it because they love the game, or are they trying to just because they want to win their the, the earnings and stuff off the game? a little bit of both, but it's really changed the way fans watch the game. Fans just think the game is just stats now. Who can give me the most stats? Who can do this? Who can do that? And it's not like that. And it's made it tough for players who get tweets all the time now. You didn't get me enough points. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Um, you know, it's different than uh, what it used to be. And it's very stats-based. And I, I play fantasy football. And, um, you know, it's um, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. I don't play for money or anything like that, but uh, I have a good time doing it. Maybe we should start up a league, uh, fantasy bowling, and then professional <laughs> bowlers can do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is going to win this weekend, Chiefs or Patriots? Patriots. Yep, I'm with you on that. Packers, Cardinals, yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah, I think all the four, I think all four home teams win. Really good for you, dude. So Denver too, then, huh? Yeah. Uh, I see I grew up in Montana. The Broncos are forever in my heart. Yeah, I just I, I don't think that um that uh Pittsburgh is too beat up. Keep in touch with Jeff Schwartz on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz and on Facebook.